You're now listening to On The Real Podcast with Will and the official Adrian. Real life, real issues, real talk. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? It's the official Adrian and Ill Will. You're listening to On The Real Podcast, real life, real issues, real talk. Listen, we are here to break the stigma on mental health. And how are we going to do that? We're going to talk about men's mental health. We're going to talk about abuse. We're going to talk about recovery, addiction, relationships, parenting. I mean, you name it. It's 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 life. I'm here with Ill Will. What's good, brother? Yo. How you feeling, brother? How you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a it's been a long week, bro. Like it's Wednesday, and I feel like it's it's January first, twenty twenty four. I was like, wait, we get to hold up. I feel like this is the longest week ever, right? It like never ends. Life is just raining down, bro. Whoever thought? Actually, we know who did it. Was a Henry Ford. The five hour, the five day work week, forty hours, eight hours a day. What an asshole! And then two days off on the weekends. What an asshole! I'm telling you, man. Oh, sorry. No, no. I gotta stop cursing. That's all good. It's all good. <laughs> How you been though? Seriously, man. Coping, dealing with life. You coping. Know. You know, Explain. It, doing my best to not retreat to who I was and stay focused on what is. Who were you before? Oh man, a high ass dude. I wouldn't stop getting high. Any reason to get high, I found it. Now it's like. Got to deal with the real life bullshit. Got you. I feel you. Yeah. So coping. 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 So you say, you say you try not to go back to your old self? Yeah. What is it that, but outside of the high though, what was it that you didn't like about your old self? My reaction to things. Um, I still have issues with that. You know, it's an ever learning process. But I just dealt with everything by getting high and not caring. Do you feel like you've gone through waves though? Like 20s, 30s? Like... If you could explain to me the tw- what, what was it like in the 20s, Will Will in the 30s, and now Will in the 40s? Will in his 20s didn't care about anything. Party, get money, hang out. 30s, you start to realize you're halfway or getting to the halfway point in your life. You know, um, 40s, I'm doing my best to be wiser, more calm, uh, a better communicator. I fail sometimes, <laughs> as we all, don't we? Um, I fail. I fall short. Uh, but, I, you know, we got to keep pushing. I think we just talked about that in the last episode, too, about just communicating, right? Trying to be better communicators. Whether it's just you as a human being or even as men, it's probably one of our biggest issues. We don't communicate because we keep everything up in our head. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to figure out how to deal with um, other people's attitudes and the way they deal with things and do your best to not let it affect you. But when you're in relationships with people and deal with people on a consistent basis and you start to feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not neglected but or rejected, but irrelevant, I guess. It it, it triggers certain things. I got you. you know, I, I go from David Banner to, or Bruce Banner to the Hulk real quick. So I do my best to take deep breaths. We can't keep poking the bear. Yeah. Do you communicate that ahead of time when you get into a relationship or do you find that it always comes up when something happens? That you got to say, hey, listen, here's how I, I need, I need to walk away. Oh, I communicate that from the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know. Do you feel like it's honored and respected or no? Nah. They're like, that's a button. That's a yeah. trigger. Let me trigger it. Yeah. But why? But why? But why? 
But why? But why? You know, you're looking for someone to go, okay, we're not going to discuss this right now, but if the the issue isn't gone because we're not discussing it. I got you. Yeah. How about you? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been long. Been long and crazy. Crazy. That's why we're here today, because, you know, it's funny that it's, it's always a perfect setup for when we're going to talk about something, that something happens. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to go into great detail, but um, I'm, I'm going to say a word, and you're going to tell me either your definition, the best definition you have of it, or if you truly know what it means, go for it. But um, gaslighting, that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and the reason why I say it is because I am still seeing the effects of being gaslit passed down in generations. And the hard part is, is like when you get to a point where you're doing really well, right? Whether it's your mental health or, you know, physical health or whatever, and you got someone show up and hit you with nonsense, right? So go ahead. Tell me gaslighting. To me, gaslighting is a person unwilling to hold themselves accountable and trying to push the blame onto the other person. That's good. I like that one. All right. So listen, definition on Google. Gaslighting happens when an abuser tries to control a victim by twisting their sense of reality. Ever experienced that one? Absolutely. All right. How about this? An example of gaslighting would be a partner doing something abusive and then denying it happened. I don't like the words, but I agree. Um, I don't think it needs to be abusive. Right. I think it can be um, a multitude of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be abusive. We can be having a discussion where someone's at fault and they forget or choose not to acknowledge that they've done something wrong and it turns into, but you did this, yeah. but you did this. Uh, you know, I consistently say you can't act on something towards me and get mad at my reaction to your action. Okay. Explain. What so you, you can't push my buttons or treat me a certain way. And when I react to the way you're treating me, blame me for my reaction. Gotcha. And I've, I've, I've had a lot of relationships. Ooh, that's, like that's, that's a twisted one though, because at the end of the day, you control absolutely your reaction. Absolutely. But sometimes but I got you, but, but the person on the other side knows your trigger triggers and pushes those I buttons. Yeah. Like if, if you know the person gets angry and speaks a certain way or, you know, needs a pause, why continue to push the buttons? Right. Not saying the person who gets angry is right. Let's not twist words. Saying that if there's an acknowledgement of something that's going on and you and you recognize your partner or someone, whoever it is you're discussing the thing with, to continue to push the button to get them to that point if you know they're going to get to that point. So give me some examples of uh, how you... Because my examples of gaslighting... Well, let me say this. My definition is the same as yours, right? The definition is the same. Give me some examples in your life where you've been gaslit. Oh, you're thinking? Oh, yeah. okay. He's always um, oh, got to think it through. <laughs> um, see, I can't do it without putting a lot of my business out there. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, it's something where if, if we go somewhere and you're acting a certain way and I'm asking what's wrong and you give me BS definition or BS excuse on what's going on and then I react in a way of like, you know what? I'm just not going to deal with this. But you continue to push the buttons. 
and act like I'm irrelevant when I've done everything to get us to communicate the issue. And then when you finally communicate the issue, you give me a different issue at every time we go. Right. Not not that it's it, you know not that it can't be a mul- a multitude of things, but it can't be a, a bunch of things that I did one day and then something that you're going through a few days later. Let's stick to the if it was something I did, then it was something I did. If it was something you were going through, then it was something you were going through. Have you ever found yourself having the same conversation over and over and you can't seem to convince them to acknowledge your point of view? It's what we discussed last week. You can communicate all day, but if your person's not comprehending, you're talking to a wall. Right. See, so my experience is a little bit different. My experience of gaslighting, before I even knew the term, is... It's a buzzword now. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, And you got to be careful too, right? Even the term narcissist can be kind of thrown around or the word toxic. You know, I think it's been overused now too because... Someone can have a bad day or a bad reaction to something or, you know, bad week, bad month, bad year, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're a toxic individual, right? Especially if you identify what's wrong and you're willing to work on it. I think that's the difference, right? A person who is toxic or a narcissist, they don't, they don't see they have to do the work. Right? They don't see there's anything wrong. Not with their behavior, at least, right? They'll project. For me, my experience has been... Uh, a little bit different in the sense that I've had to deal with someone for many years and always be on the receiving end of what they feel or think a situation looks like or having that. And that's where my mantra came from. Screw their version of you, right? Having a version of me that either maybe somewhat existed at some point and no longer exists or through their own creation, having their own version, right? So now you sit here and you're like, well, man, I haven't really talk to you in a in a in a way where we either re-get to know each other or learn the person I've become over this you know these years how can you possibly know who I am right you haven't taken the, the time to and yet I can be able to tell you exactly who you are because you haven't changed right you're the, you're the exact same person so I've always been on the receiving end of it and uh, had to fight battles that I shouldn't have had to fight because I was having to defend myself in situations and I shouldn't have to defend myself. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like I'm just talking around, right? Because <laughs> you know, because we're trying not to divulge too much. Yeah, information. you know, I want to, I want to talk. We but, don't know but, who's going to listen to this. We but, don't, you know. But but you know, here's the thing about this podcast, right? It's about being real. So yeah. I'm going to be honest, right? I know there's people out there that have been in parenting situations that are not ideal. And we would all like that if mom and dad or whatever the situation is split up, right, that you would have a good co-parenting situation. I want to reiterate that co-parenting. The reason why the co is there is why? There's two people. And you need to what? Work together. Why? For the better, for the betterment of the child. Thank you. Right. What now happens, though, if you're dealing with someone who is vindictive or has their own motive or just, for whatever reason, doesn't want to work with you and now becomes parallel parenting. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Right? So you got one parent who's going to operate in their own way, and unfortunately now you got to operate in your own way as if you're raising a kid by yourself and hoping that somewhere down the road <laughs> it meets in the middle, right? So I know there's people out there that have dealt with this where they're trying to do their best to raise their child. That's all they want to be as a parent. And yet they have to be on the receiving end of what the other parent feels. Well, I don't like who you're dating or I don't like the fact that, uh, you know, it looks like you're doing better than me or, you know, 
Um, you know, whatever the case may be. Go ahead. I feel like you want to say no, something. No, I, I think a lot of it comes to whoever spends more time with the child, what their mind state is. Because if the person that's spending more time with the child has a uh, a different agenda, then that's what it really gets fed into the child. Right. If you have two parents who just decide not to speak ill of each other, then it tends to work. But right. if you have one parent that's, you know, wants to be the superhero, then no matter what the other parent is trying to convey, it's going to go against whatever they want. You know, I heard the term that uh, eventually the kids will see it. I got to say, that's not always true. At all. It takes it takes time at all it, it's it people see what they want to see right so it's not always they're going to see what is obvious they, yeah. they, they people create situations and scenarios and you know i i've that screw your version of you is amazing because i i no longer have time to change your mind it's yeah. it's not something i'm willing to put effort in what you believe is what you're going to believe and what i'm going to believe is what i'm going to believe oh, yeah. i hope that version of me you have is exciting <laughs> i'd love to hear that version every now and then like just oh what what What's the story? Oh, that's a good story. Okay. Yeah, you you can't treat me like the person I was or speak to me like the person I was because I'm no longer that person. Yeah. So it's like mailing, sending mail to my old address. I no longer live there. Right. Yeah, I feel you. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about this. You're listening to On The Real Podcast. Ugh, I need to find someone to fix my garage door. Know anyone? I don't, but you know, you may be able to find a contractor in the Around My Town community magazines. Really? I picked one up, and it's packed with vendors, contractors, and so much more. Cool. In fact, they even have a full event calendar for all the fun things to do in our town. Thanks. Where can I find them? I got mine in the mail. But you can go online to aroundmytown.net and subscribe. Or look for an issue at participating distribution locations all around town connecting businesses and the community around mytown.net has your heater or air conditioner busted appliance broken computer crashed then you need an ARW home warranty home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year with an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-218-7180 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-218-7180 now for a free quote. That's 800-218-7180. All right, listen, we're back. It's on The Real Podcast. You're listening to the official Adrian and Ill Will. We're talking about gaslighting. You got to look on your face. What's that look? Because my brain just thought of something, and <laughs> it, it, must have, it, it was wild, so I immediately forgot it. <laughs> I'm like, what is that look? Yeah. I, was like, I felt I, like I didn't even need to talk. Nah, I, let you I, was talk. Sitting, I was sitting here going through my brain. I was in my brain like, yeah, you know what? Maybe just let it out. But, you know. Uh, uh... <laughs> All right. So it's been a wild week. And... Part of that is, you know, you try your hardest to love someone in their love language, right? You try to do certain things, especially when they tell you they're unhappy and, you know, or they're unhappy with where they are, not with with you. And, you know, you, you do certain things, you create certain events, you try to do certain things. And when you get to those events and, you know, you start getting the cold shoulder, 
you, you know, you, you do something nice to take somebody out and they, you start getting the cold shoulder and you try to discuss it and you try to discuss it and they give you some BS reason. So, you know, it upsets you and you're like, all right, let's not, I don't even want to talk about this. Let's stop talking. And the person keeps going. Do, so I'm gonna cut you off. Do they ever, so one of the stages of, um, gaslighting is called trivializing, right? And the, the, the phrase is you're overreacting. I, mean, I literally are, just I was, got that in a text message. I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> I know you, so I know you've heard the you are overreacting. I part. literally just got that in a text message. So, uh, my over my reaction to your disrespect is an overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, listen. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's go into the I skipped uh, two stages, but I, I think then you get into the next stage. I never said that. Oh, that's not what I meant. I'm, I'm very much say what you mean, me what you say. I said it that way, but that's not what I meant. Then why did you say it that way? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you just trying to confuse me? And then the other one is, are you sure? You have a bad memory. Oh, that one was used a lot against me in the past. Right. <laughs> My memory's terrible. I was going to say, so I have a great memory. Where I just said this to you, what, 20 minutes ago? I think people have selective amnesia. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, people go through it. People remember what they want to remember. Just like we both get into the same situation, but we have, we see it differently. Right. So, you know, it, just because it, it, that's life, just because we both go through the same thing doesn't mean we're going to have the same reaction or outlook to what happened. Right. It's wild. It's wild. Especially when, what drives me crazy is when people or when someone will say, I know I did this, but what, the way you reacted to it, that's wrong. Right. So if you did if you did something wrong that was wild and foul, and I reacted wild and foul, I'm the only wrong one because I reacted wrong? You can't tell people how to react to your disrespect. Right. And see, so in, in my experience, the, the way it went down was, you know, let's, let's just be a team. Right. That's all we. And honestly, in the very beginning, it wasn't about whether you like me or like you. In the beginning, it was like, just just be a team. Right. We're going to we're going to parent. Right. Now, what I've heard from other experiences is like it starts off like that. But eventually what happens, one person starts to change. Right. And sometimes the other person kind of stays the same. And that becomes a problem. Right. If there are no, you know, if it's just a regular relationship and there's no kids involved, I mean, you could pretty much go your separate ways and you might only hear about what they say maybe through friends, family, whatever, right? Or they'll send you a message. Or they'll send you a message, a random <laughs> message in the middle of the day, yeah. a, an entire novel, which I, I have a whole thing about that, but we're not going to get into that because it's weird. it's weird how text messages, right, they come in, right? It's not weird, but we they come in, right? And it's assumed by the other person that I have to be in a position to be ready to respond to whatever it is you just said. It goes back to what we said last week. You have to be mentally in a place to absorb or take in what they're saying. Right. You know. Um, and shame on them, right? Yeah. Because I could be sitting here doing anything, watching a game. I could be driving. I could just have the best day of my life. Oh, and you could have had the worst day in Worst your day, life. right? And you, then you could, it, have been, you could have been in the middle of an argument and you're not in a mental state to deal with it. And if they keep pushing the button, pushing the button, and keep the messages going, it's like, you 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 want a reaction out of me, right? Don't be mad at the reaction you get, right? Yeah, and, and then then weaponize it against me, yeah. Because you you don't know what mental state or how that person's feeling, and you know, and 
there's no emotion in text messages. I, I don't know about you, but I read the text messages in that person's voice. Right. If, you know, if I know what they sound like. Oh, it can be misconstrued, right? And a lot, of, don't a know. lot of things yeah. can be misconstrued. You know, and especially when a person doesn't communicate effectively and say what or say exactly what they're trying to say, you know, you can't you can't reword things and say, well, that's not how I meant it. Yeah, that's what you said. Right. Yeah. No, I get you. You know, I think the hardest part for me, it, it, again, my my scenario is completely different than yours. Mine is trying to be a parent and a really shitty situation right where you have someone who's not let me let me give it to you like this imagine right you want to be a team and we talk about random text messages right imagine you get a random text message and and they're saying hey listen i don't feel like a good parent and you know someone said something today and it, it just got me feeling upset right and on the other side you go you know what here's a good opportunity to create uh a bridge to each other right and you go listen you're not a bad parent. We all have bad days, right? Stuff happens. Don't listen to them. Remember, we're in this together. I got your back, right? That's And that's you trying to create this path. And then down the road, right, you either make a decision or do something. And, you know, I'm not looking for the same validation that, that you needed in that moment, right? But I, all of a sudden you get this message or you get a phone call or whatever. And they're like, listen, um, you know, what you did? It's not good. I want to let you know it impacted the children, and you just got to be mindful of that. And in your mind, you're going, well, well, how did this impact it? Are you, are you talking to the kids about adult stuff? You shouldn't be talking to kids about adult stuff, right? One, they're not going to understand. And two, to your point, what kind of situation are you creating by now speaking ill of the other parent, mm -hmm. right? And what are you doing to the other parent that now has to defend that, right? Now has to speak to that, right? The thing is, the, the, the grace that was granted is never reciprocated. Right. That's tough, but you we also can't expect other people to react the way we would have reacted, yeah, you know it, it goes back to and then it becomes what are you doing to handle it and release it yourself because you can't carry that for long it it, it weighs on your mind and it becomes um a trigger for uh, maybe even a light trigger for something else that happens that day, and you'll take something you'll take it out on the wrong person. So it's it, we have to learn how to deal with things. This and I'm still learning. My yeah. anger gets the best of me. It yeah. does, and you know I, I don't I don't channel it the best way. That's why I, when I'm asking to stop, let's just stop. I understand, you know, especially if the other person in the discussion isn't really saying much. They're just saying things to poke, and it's like let's just stop. If you're making valid points, it's a conversation. If you're saying things to trigger the person, it's no longer a conversation. Yeah, no. It's an instigation. Yeah, you, you don't even care what the other person has to say at that point. It's yeah, all about well, at, you. At what point do you stop listening? Well, I don't think they are, were actually ever listening, to be honest with you, then, if that's the case. Oh, or even on our end. Like, what, oh, I see. Yes, you're saying, what point, yeah. what point it, and, you know, I'm not the type of person that just stops listening. Yeah. No, Especially I, if I'm in the middle of a conversation. I'm, a, I'm actually trying to receive what you're saying. And... For you to just start throwing shots, it's like, all right, now I'm taking all the shots. Well, don't be mad when I shoot. And you know, the the hard part is, you know, in a relationship, you can decide how, to some degree, you can decide how much you're going to take when to get out, right? I go back to uh, in a parenting situation, you got to deal with it for at least 18 years, 
at least. I agree and I don't. Because although you have to take, you have to deal with some of it, once the child gets a certain age, you can communicate directly with that child. You know, at, at 14, they're young adults at this point. You know, you have to start preparing them for the under, uh, other aspect of their life, which is adulthood and moving forward. So if they do something that needs to be dealt with, you can deal with it directly with them, especially if you're not getting a reciprocal energy from the other parent. Say. Have you ever been in a situation where you said, uh, whatever it was, you said no, but then the other parent did it? Anyway, yes, absolutely. And, and at that point, if you're not there, what can you do? Right. It's like, I, so you know what? When the, when the child does mess up next time, don't call me to correct it. Right. If you're going to do what you want to do anyway, why are you telling me or asking me to correct it with you? Right. Because you're only okay with me correcting it with you as long as it's the way you want to correct it. Right. Yeah. That's not- it's it's here. It, yeah, it's like I literally want to say it's it's got to be your idea and I got to support it. But if I don't support it, you don't want my opinion either way. So don't call me. <laughs> right. Don't call me. Don't call me. Right. It's not that I don't want to know what my child is doing. It's that. You're not. We're, I'm not going to be an active participant in what's going to happen anyway. Right. So you're just calling me to cloud my judgment and upset me with the child for what? Because you're not going to allow us to make the decision. You're going to make the decision. What's been your best kind of way to handle in your experience? And I ask that because there's a, a term that I just read recently that I never heard before, and uh, it. I actually did it one time. I, I do it all the time. I get distant. I get quiet. It's like, I, I, I just don't deal. So have you ever heard of gray rocking? I, not until you sent it to me. Yeah. So gray rocking. Um, so check this out. I'll give an, an example of, I guess, how I gray rocked without ever actually knowing that's what it was. So this, this is fun story time. You ready? Ooh. You ready for this? Story time. So I am uh, driving home. Had a work event, went to this really nice restaurant. Uh, I won't name it, but there's a lot of meat that you eat, right? And afterwards, you get the meat sweats. Yo. <laughs> right? So uh, I was sick. I ate too much, right? I, I, was, I shouldn't have done that. I decided I'm just going to lay down and just recover to the next day. Drift off. Yeah. I mean, I went straight to sleep. So. At the time, um, everyone who was around me thought this was funny. So they just, they, you know, either talking to me, asking questions, shooting video on their phone because they thought it was hilarious. Right? I didn't remember until the next day. And we all thought it was funny. We let it go. Sitting in the kitchen. And here we go again with these random text messages, right? Get the text message. And it's never just one sentence. It's not like a, hey, you got a moment, let's talk. Or at least a paragraph where, hey, I might have heard something, just want to talk to you about it, let me know, right? It's never that. It's this full novel, right? You just got to unload. And in that message, not only was there so much lie involved, the lie was so far from the truth that it literally floored me. Like, I, you know, going through therapy, one of my therapists said to me, and I thought it was like a, an aha moment, it was enlightening. One of my therapists said to me, Listen, you don't have to respond. And and that was it. Period at the end of the sentence. And I was like, oh, my God. It's a choice we make. What? Yeah. I don't have to respond? You don't. No, you don't have to respond. If the, if the message doesn't start with certain things, right, especially if you're a parent, right? So let's use the example. If you're a parent, 
the message doesn't start with what a child or the kid needs, right? Or if you're in a relationship with someone, right, and you're trying to work something out, whatever that is, if the message doesn't start with, hey, listen, let's talk, right? Something decent, meaningful. Don't respond. No response is a response. Is a response. No response is a response, right? Like, okay. Because, you know, silence tends to look like an admission of guilt. But it actually can also be your power. Because you can go, you know what? No, no, n- none of this applies to me. Um, you're not giving me an opportunity to have a platform to speak back. You said what you had to say. Great. Glad you got it out. I'm going to walk away. That is your version of the truth. There you go. So I sat there and I was like, it was so laughable, Will. So laughable. that I, 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 laid, I had to read it several times, read it to other people. And they're like, what? What? Right? And then the response that I did give, because it was brand new was, okay. That's my favorite response. Okay. Okay. Period at the end of the sentence. And guess what happened after that? Nothing. They didn't know how to respond. They didn't know how to respond because I didn't give them what they wanted in that moment, right? Because ultimately, what are they looking for to pick a fight, right? Because it doesn't matter. I think that's a point that we're, I, you know, I want to bring this full circle because we're never here to, to try to bash or, you know, bring up our, all of our grievances, right? We're, we're trying our best to explain things that we've been through because we know others have been through it. And how we dealt with it. Right? But Or not dealt with it. But they're not, they don't care what you have to say. They, there's nothing that you can say that's going to change the situation. They've already, one, made up their mind on what they're going to say to you because they already made up their mind how they feel. And in their mind, they probably already played out what you're going to respond to. So they're already going to uh, say what they need to say. It goes back to the whole we we should uh the way we communicate you said this last episode about um listening when someone talks you should listen Uh, don't listen to respond don't listen to respond right listen Listen to listen yeah listen to comprehend right so i like that listen to comprehend so i just said okay that was it period at the end of sentence and and it was like oh you tell me i don't i don't have to i don't respond i don't have to do any of that that's that's power you know what i'm saying Power. And you give your power away. And I used to do that a, a lot where I would waste a lot of energy to prove my point or get my point across and change the person's mind or view to what I was seeing. Did it ever work? Never. <laughs> you did Never. it every You still did it every and, single yeah, time. I still did it until, until I learned to just be like, you know what? I'm, that is your perception of the truth and your, the way you see it. And I can't change that. And I'm not going to waste my time or energy and try. Right. So I, I got the definition of gray rocking, but before I, I even explain what it is, you said you uh, sent it to you. What do you, what do you think it is? What do you think gray rocking means? If you don't know. It's okay. No, no gray rocking is exactly what I do. Just not, no acknowledgement of anything going on. Love it. Just blank stares and, you know, avoidance. Yeah. Literally avoiding eye contact, not showing emotion during conversation, being as unresponsive as possible to avoid interacting with them. And I think that's part of, was part of my way of dealing with things is if I'm not, if you're not being receptive and you're not holding yourself accountable, because I immediately hold myself accountable, especially if I did something that, you know, I know I shouldn't have. All right. But I immediately hold myself accountable and it becomes, um, well, you did this and you did this and you did this and you did this. And it's like, all right, I get it. 
So I'm gonna give you all, all my actions. Everything I've done is a reaction. Let's talk about the action that created it. Let's, and that's a discussion. Let's be honest, though. Just just little under an hour ago, I had to tell you to Gray Rock. Oh yeah. So what's your what is your best best advice, or why would you know if someone said to you, but I have to respond. Look at what they're saying. What would you say to that? You don't. You don't. What what they're saying is proving that they're never gonna view it from your point of view. They're never going to see it through your eyes. They're never going to acknowledge their fault in what's going on or and how you're seeing it. Right. It's about what they see, what they feel, and that's okay. That's how they deal with things. That's fine. Everyone's entitled to their view on it. And, you know, I, I choose not to engage. That's right. my piece. That's where my piece can you know what? I'm not engaging anymore. Especially if we're going to still be at the same result. Like, if you can't send me a message and say, I'm just sending you this message to let you know I'm never speaking to you again. Then why send me the message? Because we haven't spoken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? That, that was self-explanatory. I didn't yeah. need you. If you're to saying tell me. you're not, it goes back to the B word, boundaries. Yeah. If you say to me, for whatever the situation that occurred, listen, I don't want to speak to you anymore. If they, if they go beyond that and say, I'm blocking your number, don't reach out, don't do this, don't do nothing, I'm blocking you on social media too. Then my, you know, if I if I'm doing this right, if I've learned my lessons, then I'm going to go. Okay, I, I respect your boundaries. Not going to reach out. Not going to do it. Why? Because it's not going to get me anywhere. No, the kicker is then they'll turn around and go. See how easy it is for you. Oh, man. oh, that I, I probably said that too loud into the mic too. That, but yes, see, see how easy. See it how is? easy you never really cared. You see how <laughs> easy that is for That's you. That's manipulation. That's gaslighting. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. See how easy it is for you to just walk away and see all right, how. It... All right, so, okay, next step. How do you gray rock again right there? So you didn't respond, and now all of a sudden comes the next one. You see how easy it is? You never really cared. What do you do? I'm giving you exactly what you wanted. Oh, but you said, no, but we said you don't have to respond. No, but you said, what would I do? Oh, I, I'm you, giving you, you exactly what you wanted, and if you feel I didn't care, then that's your opinion done see that's where we agree to disagree because i wouldn't even respond to that because that's going to create the next after that i'm next. done i'm done responding <laughs> we can't keep going back and forth and ending up nowhere i'm like, there's only so much we can discuss if the conversation isn't pushing forward one of us has to end it and usually it's going to be the person that's like all right i'm i'm over it yeah the, the person that i find that the person who actually did the wrong Wants to continue the conversation. Yeah. 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 I, 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 that's wild to me. Because like, they need to deflect. Well, there's, there's two things. One, deflection, right? They, it's this whole, and I've been hearing in politics lately, and one thing we don't talk about on the show is politics, but I'm going to reference it real quick. Just real quick. I'm not going to even name names. This person might be you know, charged with certain crimes or might be going through the process of indictment, right? And instead of just saying, hey, let the, the, the justice system work itself out, the typical response is, at least the comments I see on social media is, but what about this person? Well, what about that person? It's the same thing that kids say. Well, you know, how come I can't do this, but this person did? It's irrelevant. Everything takes time. So what happens to one may happen to the other. You just have right. to give it some time. So they're going to deflect. They're going to be like, you know, you know, I might be this kind of person, but all these things that you did too. Uh, okay, I know that's why I'm trying to work on it. But what's, why are you reminding me? No, uh, beyond that, I know what I did wrong. 
And I'm sorry for that. There's, you know, I did it wrong. Right. But why am I the only one holding myself accountable? Right. Because if, if the conversation will usually continue, yeah, you did this and you did this. And there's no reflection of like, damn, I know I kind of created that situation, but your reaction to it was wrong. My father used to tell, uh, tells me, um, sometimes just being quiet. My mother says the same thing. Just be still. Just be still. Be still. Don't say anything. There's, again, there's power in silence. Yeah. If, if, you know, if, if someone's, don't give anyone the power to get you to that point because they'll never see what they did. They'll just acknowledge your reaction of it. Right. Yeah. Because they feel that although they got you to that point, they should, you shouldn't have allowed yourself to get to that point. Right. And see, my best advice, and I know I said this before to, you know, kids, the kids do eventually see it in one of two ways. Either there comes a moment where the light bulb goes, goes on, right? And they go, oh, wait a second. Hold on. Mom really isn't like that or dad really isn't like that. Why, why do I keep hearing that, right? Or they become a parent and they immediately realize that there is no true handbook. You can go get a book at Barnes & Noble, but at the end of the day, nothing can truly prepare you for everything that there comes with being a parent, right? So, you know, I go back to, you know, they can, hopefully, and we'll see it um, at some point. What I think you've got to be able to maintain and manage is who you are in the moment. You said it best, right? It's it's all about your reaction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what do you do as a parent? I'm not asking you. I'm going to answer. I promise you. This is this is my moment to give the advice here. <laughs> what do you do as a parent when your child comes to you and says, oh, well, mom says or dad says that, um, you know, you're this or you're that or you did this or you did that or or, or just something that's either half a truth or completely untrue, right? And honestly, I think the best thing to do is one, maintain. Maintain composure, right? Still be yourself. You still have a relationship with that child that is your relationship only, right? Where you don't get to invite anyone else in, right? That is half your child, right? It, maintain composure. And then the, the, the best thing to do after that is not feed into whatever was said. Right. And the best way to feed into or the best way to respond to it is, hey, listen, you know, and, and this is that moment where you don't gray rock. You don't gray rock your kid. You respond. Oh, never. Yeah, you, respond. you respond and you say, hey, listen, you know, I'm sorry you heard that. Um, you know, I want you to know that, that this doesn't uh, affect my relationship with you and you've never done anything wrong. I'm here to support you. I love you. And don't worry about it. You know, let, let me go ahead and take care of it. And I'll talk to, to mom or dad. Now, what, what happens when it's the point where <clears throat> the kid is gaslighting? Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. And that's, but that's a learned behavior, right? So but, you, you got to course correct as best as you can, though, depending on if you even have the ability to, right? What, what age are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, nine, 10 years old, you course correct. No, yeah, that's, that's easy. Right. Which, You're talking about, about the kid is an adult. Oh, older, maybe anywhere between 16 to whatever. Right. I think, uh, again, this goes back to the conversation is a little more adult, but what you still leave out at the age of 16 and nine is talking about the other parent. Not to protect or um, how do how do I put this? You're, you're, it's not like you're coming in to to uh, protect the other parent in that situation, right? 
what you're doing is protecting the respect and relationship that that child has with that parent by not speaking ill. Yes, but sometimes what if the other parent is the one feeding the kid information to help the gaslighting? Listen, again, it goes back to you, 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 you grave rock the situation. And the best thing that you can do in that moment, again, is course correct. So, all right, let's use an example then, because I think I don't think I'm giving you the answer that you want, and then we'll take a break. But so let's just say, hypothetically speaking, right, uh, the the kid goes to gaslight you, and one of the things they say is, um, you know what, Dad, you've never done anything for me in my life. Which we know when kids are angry, they say some of the wildest shit, right? Well, clearly that's not true. I mean, if you're there and been there since they were born, I would hope you've done something, right? Whether it's financial, emotional, whatever, right? The idea is, because kids can also push your buttons and get those triggers, is to remember, keep your cool, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about whatever either they've been told or whatever they're feeling, right? And, it, and the, the statement is, you've never done anything for me, right? So you can go, well, you know, clearly that's not true. I've been there for you your whole life. You know, I don't necessarily need to call off examples of where I have. But come on, you know that's not true. I, I've been there, right? Tell me what's really going on, right? Because at the end of the day, sometimes it's not the surface level stuff. It's everything else underneath. I think I'm answering your question, but I don't, I, I don't know. You got this look on your face. No, I'm, I'm, I'm but, but, you're answering. I'm listening. But that's, I think that's where you go, right? You, you identify... The first thing that they said, right? Listen, you know, that, that, that's not true. Um, that's not the case. I think you truly know that. Let's, let's talk about this. What's really going on, right? Try to get to the root, right? And that's the only thing you can do in that situation. The only reason why I say gray rocking needs to occur is when you're dealing with a habitual uh, gaslighter, right? A narcissist. You have to get to a point where you don't give them power. Right. And if you're saying I'm immediately identifying that the child has now become the other parent in the same same situation. I, there is a level of respect that should still be there as parent child. Right. To the best ability. And I know you struggle with this because you've had where your kids did not want to treat you with the level of respect that a parent typically gets. And, and, and that's something that's being paid forward. Right. Because when I was a meanager. <laughs> you were a meanager. I, I was a meanager. Yeah, you learned your lesson. I, huh? learned, I learned my lesson. You know, my parents used to tell me, "Wait till you have kids. Wait till you have kids." And you know, it's something that gets paid forward because it's like, wow, that's what I was like. And in some instances, I'm grateful for it because right. it's made me turn to my parents and be like, "I'm sorry." Right. I see it now. I see now what what I was doing, and I apologize about. I apologize for that. You know, and it's actually brought my parents and I a lot closer. So, you know, I, I believe that most strained relationships, especially when it's family, something will bring you back together. Um, kids will open their eyes eventually. And if they don't, it is it is what it is. You know, I, I always say I, I know a life without them. They don't know a life without me. Just like my parents know a life without me. I don't know a life without them. And as they're getting older and I can see that my life without them is approaching now the fear starts to set in like whoa wait right i gotta spend as much time with these people as possible and that's a form of you know helping my mental health because i get to release a lot and talk and get seek advice and get logical perspective on things versus emotional right 
you know, that's why I do my best to stay logical because when the emotions get involved and you, you let the anger, because anger is an emotion. So when you start letting the anger take over, then you react emotionally and that's when things go south. I don't think you were ever, I mean, not that I know personally, but I don't think you were ever in a situation of being gaslit as as a kid. At least I don't I don't think so. No. Nah. No. Nah. Nah. My mother was a fear monger. <laughs> <laughs> love that woman. She had to. She had to. I was, I, I was at Sarah. So I get it. You know, I get it. She was, <laughs> she would just look at me, open those eyes wide, <laughs> curl her tongue like, oh, damn. But uh, to her credit, it, she had to do that. Because once I realized I was in trouble, it was like, all right, I'm already there. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to stop now. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Later. Could you use a little extra money right now? If you'd like to borrow up to $100,000 and get pre-approved in minutes, call the number we'll give you at the end of this commercial. Our lending partners have already loaned millions of dollars to individuals just like you, and we're ready to lend you up to $100,000 if you qualify, even if your credit is not perfect. You could use the money to pay off high-interest credit cards for home renovations or consolidate existing debt. You can get flexible, easy-to-pay terms. The consultation to find out if you qualify is free. To find out if you qualify for our special financing program, Call this toll-free number 24 hours a day. 800-620-9909. 800-620-9909. That's 800-620-9909. Important terms and conditions apply. Not all applicants will qualify. Loan amount, annual percentage rate, and term will vary depending on creditworthiness. Applying does not guarantee approval. Account approval is subject to verification and confirmation of your credit history and acceptance by a lender. If you choose to apply for a loan through us, a consumer report will be obtained to evaluate your creditworthiness in connection with your application for credit. Thousands of authors across the country have written books and published them with Page Publishing. If you've written a book, they can help you through the process. Cut through the confusion of the publishing world to make it easy for you. If they decide to publish your book, your work ends, theirs begins. From copy editing and proofing to typesetting and book cover art. Plus, get your book printed, distributed, and sold on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and in bookstores across the country. They even help promote your book. Biography, self-help, mystery, novels, sci-fi, or even a children's book. No matter what genre, Page Publishing can bring your book to life. And don't forget to ask about audiobooks. We do all of this for you. Call today for your free writer's guide packed with tips, tricks, and templates to help you finish what you started. 800 219 8332. 800 219 8332. That's 800 219 8332. And we are What's this one? Nodding your head or shrugging, shrudging, shrugging, can't even talk, your shoulders. You you did this one. Brief responses. Not bringing up a new conversation, leaving the room, and the biggest one that I think we all tend to forget, not getting emotional. Hmm. Yeah. And leaving the room isn't something that you just get up and walk out, right? It's something that you communicate. Hey, listen, I need to walk away from this conversation because we're not getting anywhere and I need a few minutes. Getting up and just walking out, that comes off as disrespectful and, like, you just don't care. Yeah. I, but I think there's, you know, there's different levels of what someone is experiencing when being gaslit, right? We, we, we're safely assuming that it's only been our situations where, and, and, and listen, we know this, you know, 
the, my math is going to be wrong, so don't quote me. Don't anyone get mad at me. But in uh, most yeah. cases, the men tend to be the, the abuser, more physical abuser, right? So I would never suggest to a woman that you need to sit there and explain why you're walking out. If you need to get out, you get oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm just, I'm speaking on a communicative level. Yeah. If we're sitting there having a discussion. Yeah, you want to communicate. Hey, listen, yeah, I need to step I, away. Yeah. And, but that because that shows, one, you got respect for that person, mm-hmm. right? And again, you're setting your boundaries. Why are you setting your boundaries? Because you know what's going to be your trigger. You know what's going to make you uh, not communicate and and get emotional right and to some degree i hope you know what's going to take them to the next level so the best thing you can do is hey listen and i like that too right you don't make it about it's not even really about the situation and you don't make it about them either right there's no blame you're just saying hey listen i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and walk away right now i think it's the best thing that can happen for us if we need to we'll come back you own it the person whoever the person that needs the break needs to own it i need the break right not say you know just i need to i need to walk away for a second right I'm not being heard, whatever it is. I'm not being understood. I need a second to maybe think of another way to communicate this or to just calm myself down because I'm not, I don't feel heard and it's getting very frustrating. Right. And before the frustration boils over, rather just walk away. Yeah. No, I, I got you. And I, it's you, like, know. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, hey, listen, can we just stop talking? And the person keeps talking. Can we just stop talking for a second? And the person keeps going. Can we just stop calling for a second? Like, how many times you say that before you? Can you just shut the f up? Yeah, you know, right. So it's like you got you got to figure out that median where you can just be like, all right, I got now I got to go. Right. So you know the the whole reason why we do this, we talk about mental health, but we really try to focus on it from a man's perspective, right? And, and you know, mental health doesn't just apply to just men; it's everyone. And, and I said this before, we're going to talk about mental health from every perspective. But the reason why we, we try to do it from a man's perspective is because we don't talk about it. We don't, we don't get these things out. And, and, and I think there is a stigma. We already know about the stigma of mental health, but there is this stigma that, um, you know, men are typically the ones that either don't care, whether it's a relationship or in a parenting situation, that it's the mom always doing the work, and I'm not taking any credit away from some hard-working moms out there that are, are doing it on their own. But I think it's very fair to speak up for the men who have done well and have been there and have to face the battles of you know, having to defend themselves or be in a situation where um, the other person uses the children as a tool of manipulation, which is the worst thing you could ever do. Well, here's part of the struggle as a man, right? If a man and woman are having a discussion that turns into an argument, if the woman gets loud and aggressive, there's real no real effect on the man other than just having to deal with that abuse, right? Having to deal with the verbal of it. When a man gets aggressive and starts getting loud, it intimid- It can be very intimidating for the woman. Right. Because she doesn't know what's next. Right. Right. And it could just be that's the way he's just expressing that anger. Right. A woman can receive that as, oh, uh-oh this can lead to something. So what's the best advice to give to a dude then to say, Hey, listen, if especially don't you, deal with people that get you that way, <laughs> walk away, walk away. Right. Don't deal with someone who who's okay with constantly putting you into that position, constantly pushing you to get to that mind state. Cause you know, we can control some of it, but if somebody's constantly pushing the button, you're going to explode. The only, and the way you can control it is just walk away. 
Because if you're if you're asking them to for a pause and they're not pausing, if you're asking for a break and they're not giving you the break, they want to continue because sometimes people need to get their point out. They need I need to say what I I have to say regardless of what you're going through, and you know it's a two way street. If you're getting me to the point or what you're saying is false or what I perceive is false because it's your version of it, you know. I, it can trigger something and you get up and just got to walk out. Right. What else are you thinking about, bro? What else do you want to talk about? What's, what's on your mind? <sighs> what's going on? Talk to me. Cause we got to have, that was a lot, man. Now I, I need to come off of that a little bit. Cause it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, to... I think about having to be back out in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> I think about, and how, we're going to switch back to another conversation. That we were having. How, no, but it, it's stressful, right? Because you, you put, you put time and you put effort into things and you know, when they don't work out, it's like, damn, I got to start all over again. So no, I, you don't listen to me. I just told you probably a week ago, take time for you. Oh, oh absolutely. I'm going to take I, a break. I, I called my therapist. Um, I'm back in the gym. You know, uh, work is, you know, when you're in sales, I don't know how many people are in sales, but I'm in sales. And when you got to hit numbers, that's stressful. Yeah. Uh, when you've got to meet a quota and, it, and you have bills to pay and you need a certain income to survive and your income is dependent on how you can use someone else's body language, emotions, and, you know, what they're feeling uh, to your advantage, it gets kind of rough. Because sometimes no is no, right? Sometimes it's just like, no, nah, I'm just not interested. And to try to do your best to flip that, that no to a yes, it's, it's work. And it takes a toll on you mentally, physically, emotionally. It's like, like I'm giving you money. Just do it. Right. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to wrap this up. But I, I, I want to be able to close it with you giving the best advice possible, considering one, you know, you already know the 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 point of no return for you right you know that you you've been a hothead in the past but you've worked on it you've gone through therapy right you know all these things so if a dude is listening right now and it's just just uh, heard what you said and he goes man it's not that easy what's the best advice that you can give knowing that you've been it, there it's not that easy um the best advice i could give is one f- keep your peace do whatever it is necessary to keep your peace and if you're dealing with... You hear that? Protect your peace. If you're dealing with people, and it doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is, if you're dealing with someone who continuously gets you to the point where you don't like yourself, it's time to walk away from those people. Right. You want to be around people that you know feed you positivity, feed you good spirits, feed you you know enlightenment, you want, you know, that are encouraging. Um someone who consistently treats you in a manner that is not beneficial to your peace, it's time to go. Right. Listen, my best advice, and I'm giving this from the parenting perspective, you got to have a community. Community is the biggest thing, whether it's other parents that, um, that you can, you know, bounce ideas off of, you know, the, the, the struggle is feeling isolated, feeling alone in the situation and you're not. You know, other people have experienced it. Might not always look the way it looks for you, but surround yourself with good people. You know, people who are going to lift you up, just like Will said. They're going to be honest with you too, right? They're going to give you the brutal honesty. They're not going to sugarcoat it. Um, and just 
you know, find your therapy. And, and I say that because your therapy can look like anything. You know, someone uh, recently told me, which I think is quite interesting um, to hear this, because if you know me, you know this is not me, that I am so invested on my Internet persona that I'm not willing to invest back on other things, right? And um, my best response to that was, well, and, and actually I gray rocked him, I didn't respond. But my response to that, you know, to you is, you know what? F you, right? You can't tell me what my therapy is. If my therapy is to go onto my social media account and post about narcissism and men's mental health and screw their version of you and protect your peace and do these things, right? Not only am I helping myself, but I'm hoping that I'm helping someone else in the process. That's not a persona. That is a process. That is healing. That is my therapy, right? Whatever your therapy is, that's fine. That's mine. You can't take that yeah, from me. Yeah, my therapy is hitting the punching bag. There you go. Throwing some right? gloves on, letting it out. So, you know, find your therapy, whether it's going to church, whether it's going to a, a group, whether it's sitting down talking with other parents, if it's watching a game, if it's going for a walk, 18-mile bike ride, Whatever is going to give you a moment to reflect, protect your peace, and honestly um, have a moment where you have clarity. Because there's going to be those moments where you almost start to believe what they're saying. Because you will go, wait, could I have done that differently? Maybe they're right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who gave them the power to determine what you do and what you don't do is right or wrong? No one. And if, if you are giving it to them, shame on you. Right. And, and I know, like I said, it's easier said than done. I would love for you to message, at, message us uh, in the DMs on, on Instagram, on the real underscore podcast and say, but listen, I've tried this. I've tried that. Great. I would love to hear what you've tried because you haven't tried everything. Right. And uh, if you feel like you hit a wall and you can't get anywhere and you can't do this, the best thing to do in, in that situation is to do something completely opposite. Sometimes you've got to do the most extreme. Right. And if if you, you know, like Will said, if all you've ever done is try to explain yourself, stop explaining yourself. If all you've ever done is respond with emotion, don't respond with emotion. Don't if, respond. Yeah. And lastly, right, if if all you feel like you are saying or doing is not getting anywhere, don't respond. Right. Don't respond. Walk away. Uh, delete the message. You know, delete whatever. Don't answer the phone. Whatever the case may be. Um, just just get out and if you get don't out. agree with what we're saying we want to hear that too yeah, yeah. Hear, if you don't, if, if you have an issue or something that we said you feel isn't true or doesn't apply to certain situations share that with us as well yeah still gonna tell you you're wrong we're here, but... we're, we're, here we're here to communicate <laughs> we're here to listen listen if, if i get an inbox uh, message of, of a gas tire trying to tell me the opposite you better be ready I want to invite you onto the show and I want to hear your point of view, right? Because I already know what your point of view is going to be, but, but why this and why? No, I don't want to hear it. So we only people who are supporting mental health. That's what I want to hear from. Because if you, if you truly want to disagree and you think that the way you handle it is right, I will welcome you on here. We will talk it out. But I will tell you right now, I will tell you many ways that you are wrong from a person who's been on the receiving end many years of being gaslit dealing with narcissism talks you know toxic behavior i'm ready come talk tell me sit down with us you gotta say anyway listen we appreciate you listening to us obviously you know we're here for a reason um hey this is my therapy right this is will therapy this is our therapy you know make this your therapy um 
you know, the, the biggest thing that I can tell you is we're all struggling with something. Everyone's got something. No one's figured this out. And if they had, man, they should be a millionaire. They should come out here and tell us. Yeah, I would love to know the secret to uh, to your success because it's got to it's got to be something that you share with the world. But listen, you know, everyone's going through something. If you're struggling, um, whether it's anxiety, depression, um, bipolar disorder, whatever that may be, um, and you feel like you don't have a way out, listen, there's a, a great resource. 988, man, just text, call, um, purely anonymous, share what's going on. They got someone on the other line there that cares about you deeply, uh, wants you to be here tomorrow. Um, but if you don't feel like going that route, Will, tell them what else do you recommend? Find, find someone close to you. Find a friend. Be vulnerable. Let it out. Hit the gym. Let those endorphins out. Hit the punching bag. Find a way to find your peace. Yeah. It's about you finding your peace. Releasing that energy. Write it down. Express how you feel on a piece of paper. Light it on fire. And get rid of it. Put it in the ethos. With that, listen, we appreciate you listening. We'll be back. Make sure you stay tuned on the real underscore podcast on Instagram. We are on the free Nona.fm app. Make sure you download it and we will be on all streaming platforms. And uh, yeah, we'll be back, man. Come check us out. Come listen to us. We're here. We'll talk to you soon.